It's just a simple phrase. Two words used throughout the Bible like a blinking arrow pointing us towards God's purposes and the responses He desires from us. So that. The So That podcast will trace that phrase through the Bible, blending scripture and biblical study to unpack the answers to some of the biggest questions surrounding life and the God who ordained it. Together, we'll discover his purposes and delve into the God-breathed responses we are to have as his people. See and believe? Mark 15, 31 and 32. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes were mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. It's as if I can literally see beads of sarcasm dripping from these words. The reality this passage describes is the most pivotal in human history. Jesus, the sinless Son of God hanging on the cross, sacrificing his perfect life for the lives of sinners like me. Jesus, who had spent the last three years teaching, proclaiming truth about the Father, and explaining the kingdom of God. The Messiah who talked to ate with, walked alongside, healed, and cared for a vast array of people. Jesus Christ was doing what he and prophets through the ages had said he would do. He was paying the ransom to set the captives free. Jesus's earthly life was observable from Mary's swollen belly up through his childhood, his teaching and healing, even past this momentous moment to his ascension to the right hand of the Father in heaven. He lived and died in plain sight. Jesus had told the disciples to expect his death. Humanity's need for a Savior had been made clear through the law and prophets. Now, after years of Jesus walking among them, making his intentions clear, The priests and scribes were scoffing at him as he fulfilled his ultimate mission. The bone-chilling comparison, in the same way, links the priests and scribes with the Romans who mocked, spat upon, and brutally beat Jesus. In the same way, with the same contemptuous tone and evil intent, The priests and scribes derided Jesus for not saving himself. They even go so far as to say he should have saved himself from the cross so that they may see and believe. Seeing Jesus heal the sick hadn't convinced them. Seeing Jesus fulfill prophecy hadn't changed their minds. Seeing Jesus teach about sin and every person's need for a Savior hadn't penetrated their hearts. But by their own statement here, seeing him save himself would have resulted in belief. I think we'd probably all agree that it wouldn't have. Ironically, they realized they needed to see and believe but so grievously missed that what and who they were seeing was what 
they needed to see and believe in. But so infinitely more than that, those priests and scribes had a veil over the truth that Jesus' choice to not save himself saves all who believe. Jesus chose to stay on that cross, pay the penalty of our sins, and then rise again on the third day to triumph over death. At the moment of Jesus' final breath, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, as we're told in Mark 15, 38. The veil that separated people from the presence of God was completely ripped in half. Now anyone with belief and trust in Christ could come into relationship with a holy God. Even those like the soldiers and scribes. No longer was there separation, but a way was made by the blood of Christ. The veil was literally torn in two, but figuratively it remains for so many. 2 Corinthians 4, 3-4 says, But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan, the God of this age, had blinded those priests and scribes and a whole host of others. He's still blinding people today, people you may know, care about, or love. Or maybe you. Jesus didn't need to come down from the cross so that they could see and believe. He needed to stay there and die so that the veil could be torn, the penalty for sin could be paid, and death could be defeated. The God of this age continues to blind people. But if you are a disciple of Jesus, becoming more and more like your Savior by following his ways and depending on his work and power, you can be part of bringing sight to those who are blinded. Or maybe you're one who is beginning to recognize who God is through someone you know or in the Bible or in the world around you. Perhaps you're realizing that God is real, that he is the creator of all and therefore the only one who sets the way for his creation, including people, to flourish and have a relationship with him. Maybe the light from God's truth and hope lived out in a friend or family member or listening to something like this podcast is bringing light to the futility of trying to live life your own way in your own power. Perhaps you're recognizing sin in your life, the ways you fall short of God's holiness and the wrong choices or pain or lack you experience. If this is happening for you, it is happening so that you will see and believe. Jesus lived a perfect, obedient life, putting the love and truth of the Father on display. He took on the punishment for sin on the cross. He didn't save himself so that he could save you. So that you would see and believe. Thank you for joining us today on the So That podcast. 
Be sure to like and subscribe to help others find this resource and don't miss out on future episodes. Have you discovered a so that as you've read the Bible or heard it taught? Share those Bible references with me in the contact section of my website, HeidiJoFalk.com, so I can consider it for a future episode. Until then, remember that you were shown these things so that you would know that the Lord is God. There is no other besides Him.